Wow. I, I mean, wow. So much to process here. This one is not to be missed. If you're just joining us, I don't know what to say except start from the beginning. This isn't your typical podcast. I thought I could do it. I thought I could let it go. Like a child with a balloon in the park. Letting the ribbon slip suddenly out of my hands. Watching it drift away into the endless blue. Sadness. Peace. I thought I could do it. And once it was gone, I could join Alex and Hazel. Free, finally, from the tangles of this broken memory. Indulgent in this new life we found together. While I hadn't said it, I thought last time was goodbye. It's been six months, a half year of running and hiding, fighting, losing, discovering and doubting and breaking, failing. Six months ago, I woke up in a psych ward. I thought I didn't belong, yet I've questioned that. Each and every passing day. I met a girl who believed me, who believed in me and introduced me to you. And you helped. And you haven't. Some pieces have come together while others remain just out of reach. The website, the directory, the druids, and Alex. 287-3266-2599. There was the watch with its symbol, the oreograph, 116400. The book, the professor, the theories, the night... A guiltless night with Jillian. 9781545626271. The apartment, the bricks, the lockbox, the passports. 13 6 29 9 16. I was Albert Wayne at the Rolex store, Max Allen at the credit union, 236 There were Nick Queen's co-workers, 
and his pills in his apartment, 414. And 42935. Hazel. Sweet Hazel. That knows nothing. But once nothing. She loves every sunrise like it's her first. I tried to be like her. I tried to leave the past and the ruins behind. To bask in the sunrise. And abandon these lonely, pensive, troubling nights. I thought it had been working. But they won't let me. My mind, my memories, they won't let me. She won't let me. Eva. I found her. I remember. I remember her and me. Us. When there was an us. Her name was Eva. But now that I found her, she feels farther away than ever, and... I don't understand. I'm looking at her right now, and she's not in my mind. She's real. She's here with me. I'm holding her. And she looks just as I remembered. Standing on the dock, fog over the lake. Her little smile, her little freckles. And I miss her. I miss her skin, her calm, her love for me, though it was always undeserved. What I would give to live in this moment with her forever. I can feel the water on my toes. The damp coolness of the morning, soaked into the old worn wood in the dock. And her warmth, through the hairs on my arm, feel the weight of her head on my shoulder. There's nothing. No world. No life. Only time in its infinite silence. She is found, but I am more lost than ever. The world pulling at me to let her go, so that I can be found too. How is this possible? She was on the kitchen floor flat, lifeless. I thought it was a piece of trash, junk mail. It wasn't until I bent down to pick it up that I saw it was her. Just as I remembered. And I knew.
She came to me, found me, because I couldn't find her. Eva, the love of my life. And if I can find the strength to let her go, perhaps I'll let the other memories she brought be felt. Those that I don't understand yet. But it would be so much easier to just hold on, to stay by the lake. I know she's gone, that this isn't real. There's a man, a friend, older, wiser, who won't let me stay. He tells me she's gone. That she didn't make it. Distant memories, and I'm trying to pull them closer. And this, here, her familiar handwriting, scribbled on the backside Lake Wallen Paul Pack, 10 21 2008. A date. The date of my vision, of the cabin and the dock and the lake, 102108. It stayed with me, just as she has. But she looks just as I remember her in my mind. Yet there have been nine years since this photo was taken. And for all that time I have... Nothing. There's nothing of her. And at the same time, as I sit here with her, the anger and the desperation over her murder is not rejuvenated, but weak and fading. Instead, amongst the sadness and confusion, there's guilt. Why? What happened? I can remember. It's right there. Like a wall of water behind a thin sheet of glass that's beginning to crack. To splinter. And I'm pushing on it. I want it to break. I need it to break. This is why I needed you again. To help me. Remember? I'll bring the pieces. And you put them together. We met when we were young. Free and wild. And from nearly the moment we found each other, we couldn't be apart. Happiness in young, uninhibited love. But it wasn't. Something was in the way. A darkness that kept us distanced. That held us back from being truly, fully together and free. 
thirst, an addiction to something I thought was harmless. But I was wrong. Aurea. The pull of Aurea. The zorbing of Aurea. Yes, we didn't call it pulling and pushing. We called it zorbing and doning Aurea. And usually you'd regulate it. At rest, it's neutral. That's how Aurea works. Otherwise, it'd be too dangerous. You can't steal someone's Aurea. They have to give it to you. Will it to you. Don it to you. And you, in turn, absorb it. It's controlled and intentional. There's balance and stability like all the great forces in the universe. But some are different. Anomalies with irregularity in their equilibrium. People that naturally pull or push it away, even subconsciously. We called them hyperzorbers and hyperdonors because they overexpressed one or the other direction of Aurea. They're rare, especially hyperdonors, because they give themselves away even when they don't mean to. But I never worried about that, because I am the opposite, a hyperzorber. I pull too strongly, and it's too easy for me to zorb, to take Aurea from others, even if they don't want me to. We were young and reckless, early twenties on top of the world. I would show people, those on the outside, what Aurea was. I wasn't scared like the others. I wanted to share it with everyone. We would have Aurea parties, and I would bathe in the light and the love of everyone in the room. And it was fine, because the friendship and the fun and the alcohol and the drugs and the music and the dancing the party would have us producing Aria in such abundance, replenishing us all, building us up, leaving us all higher than when we arrived, and me most high of all. But it became a problem. I wanted more and more. Like I said, it was an addiction. Eva was the one that noticed the change. She was there to help me, to save me. Selfless, nurturing, sweet and endlessly compassionate. She was the opposite of me in every way. The inverse of my selfish, hungry arrogance. She was the one that cared enough to help me work through it. She saw that I had lost my way. More importantly, she saw that there was hope and that I could find my way back. She was the light. I was the dark. 
God, I remember. It wasn't the Eidolon. It was an accident. I came home. I was trashed. Drunk on whatever. Wild and unbridled. And I, I didn't control it. I knew that I needed to. But I didn't care. Not in those moments. Those lost, stupid moments. Intoxicated and fearless. And naive. She tried to calm me. She tried to help. Got me to go to bed. To go to sleep. But... As I said... Even subconsciously, it wouldn't turn off. The apartment was so charged up from the oreograph in the evening that even with it off, we'd still transfer. I remember flashing lights, waking to the strobes of red and white. I was scared, but not for me. They arrested me. They didn't know what I had done. They woke me to get handcuffs on and I sobered with the jarring reality of the crisis unfolding in front of me. From the realization, from the fear of what I knew and what they didn't. Eva was rushed to the hospital. I was rushed to the police station, but no one knew what had happened. By the time I got out of jail, I had a restraining order from the state and couldn't even go to see her. That day, I went to rehab. The first ever to go to rehab for Aurea. So I went back home to Orion. It was there, in the clearing in the woods with the gravel path outside the sleepy little town, where Hazel found a piece of elementary homework using the word Aurea. It was real. That's where I disappeared from the world. Eva was in a coma. Months went by. I eventually recovered. She did not. She had given too much. There was no Eidolon. Was there ever? The only person responsible for Eva's death was me. I couldn't even attend the funeral. I was still the primary suspect for her murder, though no one knew where I had disappeared to. I never saw her again. And it hasn't been six months. It's been nine years. But I miss her like it was yesterday. 
I can close my eyes and it feels like it was yesterday. I can feel the change, the one she built in me. And when I learned she had died, it all changed. Cautious, responsible, determined. I became the man she deserved. The one that, if not so foolish, could have lived happily ever after. With her. For the last six months, I've been running around looking over my shoulder for a predator. For a villain. And all along, it was me. I ruined my own life long before I lost my memory. What else is there to say? What else is there to remember? It'll always come back to her. Are you listening? I'm not the pathetic, innocent victim I thought I was. I'm the pathetic, evil bastard that murdered his own wife. That ruins lives. You shouldn't be helping me. You should be calling the police. But it's stupid. <laughs> the police will think you're as crazy as I am. <laughs> Tell them I killed my wife nine years ago by sucking her life energy out. <laughs> so what would you do? If you found out you were your own villain. That it was you that ruined everything. How do you move past that? But how did she come back? How did she find me? How did this picture end up on the floor of Alex's apartment? Does Alex know? How? How would she even get this picture? Was I meant to find it? Just now? What is this all about if she knew the whole time? It's time to get some answers. You don't want to be here for this. So much to process here. I never know when he's going to record again, but I set it up so you can subscribe to get it whenever he does. Also, please help us spread the word on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with the hashtag unerasable. 
If you feel inspired to write a review, that'd be really great. It may not exactly help Mr. Doe, but it'll keep me inspired. I'm trying my best to make it sound like a real podcast and keep everybody interested. And as always, if you know anything that might help, email me at lilymikhail at gmail.com or you can go to the website uneraceable.com. Thanks, and see you next time.